I'm Jojo Mehta, Chair of the Stop Ecocide Foundation and co-founder of Stop Ecocide International, the global movement to make ecocide an international crime. What is your work and how does it relate to climate change? What do we mean by ecocide? In a nutshell, the destruction of ecosystems. Just as homicide is killing a person and genocide is destroying a people, ecocide of all kinds has been committed repeatedly and relentlessly over decades, leading directly to the global climate and ecological emergency in which we find ourselves. Climate change is a symptom. Ecocide is a root cause. We all know you can't go to a government and get a permit to slaughter people for your new business. Killing people is criminal. But you can ask for a permit to open a mine, or to frack for oil and gas, or to engage in industrial fishing of the kind that destroys entire swathes of the seabed. You can destroy soil and insect ecosystems with toxic pesticides. You can chop or burn down rainforests with impunity. Clearly, it's time to change the rules. The term ecocide was coined back in 1970 to describe the damage caused by Agent Orange in the Vietnam War. However, until recently, it wasn't a familiar word to most people. Now, however, the global conversation around it, and in particular, the conversation around criminalizing it, is growing fast, and we are at the center of that conversation. The global context for this is no doubt clear to everyone. The most recent UNFCCC's NDC synthesis report, February 2021, suggests that current commitments will lead to only a tiny fraction of the emission reductions required by 2030 to meet the long-term temperature goals of the Paris Agreement. While island nations experience ever-worsening weather events, extinction levels and habitat loss globally show frightening figures, and at the same time, those communities stewarding and standing up to protect the most biodiverse and climate-crucial regions of the world are being persecuted. Without some kind of enforceable legal parameter addressing the root causes of these crises, it is hard to see how Paris Agreement targets and the UN Sustainable Development Goals can possibly be reached. Indeed, the science is now indicating that some tipping points are being approached and may already be irreversible. Antarctic ice loss, for example, or thawing permafrost. This is why making ecocide a crime is beginning to look less like an extreme measure and more like a necessary guardrail that could help steer our civilization back into a safe operating space. Why is COP26 important to your work? The UNFCCC clearly states protection and restoration of nature as a key goal of the climate negotiations, and criminal law is in essence protective law. We use criminal law to draw a moral line that cannot be drawn by soft law treaties and agreements alone. If you're campaigning for human rights or social justice, at least you know that mass murder and torture are not just agreed to be a bad idea, they are crimes and completely morally unacceptable. If they weren't, you'd have a pretty difficult job. In the environmental arena, however, there is no ground rule that says destroying ecosystems is simply legally and morally unacceptable. And this means that with the best goodwill agreement in the world, it is hard to shift cultural and economic direction. So the relevance to COP26 is clear. Governments, political actors and faith leaders across the globe are now beginning to seriously discuss ecocide law, with at least eight governments, as well as the Pope and the EU, now having a publicly recorded interest in this. And discussion is arising at the parliamentary level in many more countries besides. The moment is right. 
We aim to encourage all delegates to consider looking beyond voluntary contributions and ambitions to support the establishment of a clear, enforceable legal parameter which can genuinely protect Earth's precious life support systems and thereby the future generations of all species, including our own. If women's voices were equally represented at COP26, what difference would it make? While this law has, after all, the potential to protect the future of all life, and it, this is thus a movement for everyone, it is striking that it is a movement largely led by women. So not only as a matter of equality and non-discrimination, but also as a matter of practical track record on these issues, we believe that women occupying key positions at COP26 will make a concrete difference, both to the expansion of the ecocide law conversation and indeed to the wider climate solution conversation. We therefore strongly urge equal representation of women at all levels at COP26 and especially in all decision-making committees and leadership roles. It's time to make it legally and morally unacceptable to destroy the earth.